Attention students, the Jabroni University Network is now in session. Please make your way to class. Okay, our guest this week is a founding member of uh, of a band that it that uh, expanded hardcore noise, math rock, whatever the hell you want to call it. These guys are at the top of the heap and ahead of their class in terms of uh, their generation and influence. Uh, they are uh, a part of the newly revitalized iodine recordings roster. Jeff Smith from Jerome's Dream is our guest on Why Do We Ever Meet? How are you, man? I'm good. Uh... It's a nice Saturday morning. It's quiet in my house. So yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I, I uh, we were talking before we started recording about weather, and like it's funny to me, like because you're in San Francisco, and you guys have that perfect like. I think people think of like the South and coast is like, and the West Coast is like, oh, it's you know, it's it's always sunny there. It's always hot. It's awful in Ohio right now. Like I would kill for the weather you guys have in San Francisco right yeah. now. Yeah, well, I was, I mean, yeah, and I mentioned to you, we're, we're dealing with smoke right now because yeah. these fires going and, um, yeah, I mean, my, to give you an idea, uh, my sister-in-law just picked up my, my wife and son and mm-hmm. they were going to go, um, swim at her in-law, her husband's parents' house. Sure. Um, it's about an hour North of here, yeah. but the air is so bad that they can't do it. So, oh. um, yeah. So luckily along the coast, like where I live, like right out at the beach, I can yeah. walk, walk to the water from, from my apartment. Um, the water, the air here is not too bad. So, yeah. um, so the, they're all just going to kind of hang out along, along the water today. But, um, but yeah, so, you know, you trade one thing for another, I guess. Yeah, this, I guess so. Crazy yeah. World. <laughs> but <laughs> I, yeah, I don't, I don't want to deal with your, with your like heat. Oh, and just, oh, no, oh, it's, it's so gnarly and shitty, humid, and just ugh, God, it's terrible. Um, and I, um, I, I, I felt bad. I like I'm doing that intro, and I realize like Jerome's dream. I think of as such of like this like impactful, influential band that I hate deducing it down to like just dumb subgenre shit. Like as I'm saying, I'm like, don't fucking say that. They're so. <laughs> But you've probably been getting it the entire time you guys were in existence, right? Well, I mean, yeah. Well, I mean, back in the day, nobody knew. Yeah. What, what did people call us? Screamo? Uh, Screamo, yeah. Like, I it, I feel like it was always like, it was Jerome's Dream, Orchid, Page, you know, uh, was it Page 99? Like, I feel like, yes, that was always like called Screamo. And I, there was, that just, that seemed so small for the... Well, that, I mean, back then that term didn't really even exist yet. I think it came, yeah. it came towards the end, I guess. Um, you know, somebody, I don't know who it was, but, uh, somebody I clever. Have, <laughs> I need to have a conversation with that person though. <laughs> yeah. Cause it followed you. Right. Um, yeah. No. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know. Like the, what's, what's the, what's the one, uh, that came about a couple of years ago. Um, 
uh, scrams like oh yeah yeah <laughs> yeah but I feel like there's always something new though and then and then I listen to it and I go that's a hardcore band <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> is that just age are we saying that out of age like you hear it, you're like that's hardcore I don't like, yeah what you I, I I even I even bring it down a little further and I just call us a punk band punk you know? yes yeah you know? I, that's how I would classify you guys but I also classify yeah. a band like unsane or swans those are punk bands sure. to me for sure totally because totally. there's just kind of a, a, a kind of a fuck you mentality yes to the, rest of the, the establishment i guess and um, yes you know i've always kind of lived my life that way even before i knew what punk was i was a punk you know yeah um, yeah and, how, uh, how did that so, happen like so like is I always like to find out like what the tipping point is because you don't just get to what you guys did without like taking in a ton of influence. So musically, like what were you raised around? Uh, well, you go back, you go way back to like driving around with my dad in his car. And, yeah. You know, my parents were split up like when I was a baby, but, um, <clears throat> you know, driving around in Connecticut with my dad and his old, his old Buick. Yeah. Uh, he'd, he'd just throw on, he had like this, uh, I don't know, this collection is this whole tape collection of oldies. Okay. So, you know, he'd put that on and, um, I, I just kind of, kind of learned rhythm from listening to those, those old songs, you know, like, uh, I don't know, like the song sea cruise or, yep. Don't you want to take you on a sea yep. cruise? You know, that kind of thing. And, um, so I grew up listening to that and <clears throat> when I was really little, but then, you know, pop stuff creeped in. Like, um, somehow I wound up with a, uh, Michael Jackson, um, thriller tape okay. that was in my dad's car. And I would always be like, dad, can you listen to my tape? And he'd be like, nope. You know? and, <laughs> and it's funny because my son today, he's like, dad, can you put on Pokemon music? And I'm like, yeah. nope. No. So... <laughs> You know, I do the same thing. Dad, let's I've, put on my playlist. I don't want yeah. to fucking listen to that. <laughs> I have a playlist that I made for him that I that I like songs have be like, oh dad, this is really good. There's like there's like Joy Division and yes. Queen and yep, yep. um I don't know, uh Killing Joke and yep. like all kinds of stuff that he likes that I'll listen to. And yes, like I'll put this on your playlist, Clark. And, yeah. uh you know, so um yeah, I, I don't know, but then uh, I guess when I got to like my more um, the time where I started paying attention more. Uh, yeah, yeah. Like MTV came around, and um, you know, I guess I was in like fifth grade or sixth mm -hmm. grade or something, and I started paying attention, and um, you know, like all the hair metal stuff was around, like Bon Jovi. Oh yeah, yeah. That's not even metal, really. Like it's just no. rock, right? Kind of a rock band, yeah. Like yeah. it's now it's I think it's kind of deduced down to being called bar rock. Bar rock, sure. It kind of yeah. is, you know. Like that's a type sure. of rock band I would think of in a bar, I guess. Yeah, yeah. So I, you know, I'm watching MTV. I'm just digesting all this stuff, and yeah. Um, and then uh, one day. Uh, uh, Love or love song, yeah, love song from The Cure came on. Oh, like, what is this? You know, and uh, so and I, I watched the video. Like I was just like, oh, and you know, back then you had to like wait for it to play. You couldn't just yeah. hop on YouTube. So you know, I started watching uh, MTV more and just hoping that I would I would see that again. And sure, um, 
you know, so I, I started, I started just kind of trying to find stuff like that, but it was hard, you know, cause I was a kid yeah. and yeah. I didn't, you know, I grew up in public housing, so I didn't have money to go out and buy anything. Um, right. Right. And, uh, yeah, then, um, you know, I got to high school and, and Nirvana happened and that was, that was okay. It, you know, uh, so <laughs> did this history. So, uh, some names that keep coming up on this show. The cure always comes up. Uh, Jane's Addiction and REM are two other bands sure. that really like the the generation that we of music we all come from. For sure, I, I feel like these are universal themes. We hear REM, Jane's Addiction, and The Cure a lot from people, Dude. and and I I'm assuming you're the same way with that. Jane's Addiction, um, three days is in my run list, right? Yes. And it came on, I was like, I had it on, um, two days ago. I was just driving, you know, I, when I got done with my run, I, you know, I came home and got ready to go pick up my kid from, from school. And I just kept the the playlist going and it came on. I was like, ah, you know, and I mean, that song is so good. So, um, you know, even today it holds up and, uh, so yeah, Jane's addiction for sure. REM. Yeah. I mean, I, I love REM. It's not, um, totally in my bag, but sure. Sure. But it's, you know, I, I definitely love some, some REM songs. So, yeah. I, and I like with Jane's addiction too, I, I always revert back to this, but, uh, when you hear mountain song, if you don't hear, if, if you hear that and then you don't immediately go, Oh, quicksand. <laughs> That's where, like, the sure. Jane's it's addiction. Be- yes, Jane's addiction begats quicksand. Oh, okay, all right, I get it. Like, yeah, there, there's such a huge, uh, there's a huge disconnect, I think, for a generation of music fans that don't realize, like, post hardcore, like, Jane's addiction is a pretty foundational band in that. For sure, for we sure. all say, you know, it's always rights of spring for guys. Like, eh, there's, there's more to it than that. Yeah. Well, I mean, Jane's Addiction were part of the establishment, you know, they yes. uh, got on a major label and then Perry Farrell started uh Blah Palooza, you know. So Yeah. Um yeah. You, you know, I would take it even a step further though, um than Quicksand and I would go inside out. Oh, absolutely. Yes. You know, yeah. the uh what what's the no spiritual surrender? No spiritual surrender, yes. Like think about that where where like yep. Perry Farrell's like and then yep. um Zach Delarosha does the same thing. It's yep. like I can, yep. I can totally and it has that like like there's that that feel to it where um those drums and I always you know quicksand, but you mentioning inside out makes perfect sense. Um it feels like there's this impending doom as that song swells up and yeah. uh that's now kind of it's like a staple in in that sort of music you, you as soon as i get off that. as soon as i get off as i'm putting that on so yeah man <laughs> <laughs> uh so so nirvana so nirvana happens and you're in high school and i'm sure i mean that's blowing everybody's minds right yeah yep I, I, it, it, it's like that and uh you know we always forget this other uh little lesser known band called smashing pumpkins yeah yeah where'd they end up (laughs) well gish came out like the same like maybe a few weeks before nevermind and it just kind of got lost in the shuffle and um but then you know billy corgan was probably really pissed he's like what the fuck i made such a good record yeah and then uh you know so he's like i'm gonna go even harder with siamese dream and 
Uh, and it worked. And it did. I mean, <laughs> fuck, Cherub Rock, that song is so good. And I did the same thing with Cherub Rock where I, I heard it and I was like, yeah. oh. And, you know, I, I, what I did was then, um, you know, in all of, all of my Finding Love song from The Cure is I, I would... I uh I had this like crappy stereo in my bedroom and yeah. I turned I tuned it to the local like rock station um where I grew up and uh and I would just hit record on a tape and just record for until the tape ran out hoping yes. to catch that song yes. and then, you know I would throw it onto a mixtape and then be like I got it you know oh, so Oh god that song <laughs> it like the dynamics in Cherub Rock oh. Oh, like it, so they're good. so simple, but man, when, when the distortion kicks in, Oh, it's yeah. so good. Yeah. I'm going to, I'm just gonna make a playlist of the songs <laughs> we talk about. Today. I know we're, we're really, we're really building a playlist here. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So I would assume the natural, the natural progression is like you, you discover Nirvana and that sort of stuff. And that's going to yeah. lead you into the underground then. Right. I mean, is sure. that, yeah. Yeah. I mean, well, it's funny cause then, um, then green day happened and I got really yeah. into green day and, yeah. uh, you know, that, that was sort of like a, a deeper embodiment of the, the kind of fuck you that I felt towards everything. Yeah. And, um, you know, actually s- shortly before Nirvana happened, um, I got, I got into, uh, nine inch nails. Okay. And, um, another way I was, I was actually living in Florida. I spent almost a year living in Florida with my dad. Um, okay. just kind of, you know, I had a pretty fucked up childhood and I was, bouncing around and you know, I was in foster care for a while. And, um, but, uh, you know, I, I, I went down and lived with my dad for a bit and, um, his, his girlfriend and her two awful, awful daughters, they were, they were the worst. They were the Ugh. worst people. Um, and if they, if they hear this, I hope, I hope you have turned into better people. <laughs> Um, I thought you were gonna be like, fuck you. <laughs> no, no. I, I you know, I forget. You got a totally, better result than that. Yeah. I totally forgive people, you know, like people yeah. that did shitty things a long time ago, you know, like you gotta kinda You can't carry that around. You can't. You hope you hope that people have, have grown and you gotta yeah. give them a chance back. And you know, yep. so that's that's the way I carry myself. But um but I, I, you know, I had to share a room with these, these girls and, uh, you know, so I had, I had a little, little clock radio next to my bed and I would, yeah. I would just listen late at night and I would hope to hear head like a hole. Cause God damn, you know, what a song like, dude, you know, yep. so it, it all just started happening at the same time. Um, yes. <clears throat> and, uh, the faith no more, the real thing. Oh God. Um, that album is, I, there are such good songs on that record. The only yeah. tra- from out of nowhere. Holy shit. What a, what a vocal hook, man. It's so good, man. Yeah. And, uh, you know, actually we, we toured with daughters right shortly before the pandemic and, okay. um, John, he's, uh, um, uh, man, I'm blanking, uh, Mike Patton's, um, tour manager. Oh, so, okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, he, <laughs> so he would tell me about, uh, stories and yeah. I should have, I should have told him how, how important faith no more were to me, but I it just never crossed my mind to do so. But yeah. Um, the, yeah. That, so that obviously like that, that, <clears throat> that era in the nineties, I mean, that's, that's happening at the perfect time for you. Totally. totally. Yeah. I mean, everything was just coming together and um, it's funny. I, I, when I was a kid, I, I, I played baseball and I really loved baseball. And yeah. I, yeah. I got to, uh, I got to high school and Nirvana happened and, you know, I'm trying out for the baseball team and it's just a bunch of dudes that are just like, uh, you yeah. Know? And yep. I'm just like, fuck this. <laughs> and, 
and I just, I just left it. I left yep. it completely. I stopped paying attention for a really long time. Um, yep. And uh, I, I followed baseball again and <clears throat> actually got paid to watch it for, for over a decade, but that's fucking, that's, so that's pretty, great. Cool. pretty <laughs> yeah. cool. But um, yeah, I didn't, but then back then I was just like, fuck you, fuck this yes. shit. And yep. uh, you know, so, and then I, I just, any, anything I could, I, I would just kind of try to immerse myself as much as I could. Yeah. And, you so, know, like so, reading Thrasher magazine, like looking for like okay. whatever music that, you know, stuff like that. So. That's what I was going to ask. Like, cause green day is a really good entry point in terms of like yeah. what, what was happening in punk because yeah. like through green day, we all like, I mean, I feel like that's how I know. That's why I know of things like maximum rock and roll and flip totally. side and that sort of stuff totally. because the green day opens the door into what's happening in California. But then like, then I, yeah, I feel like then you discover like through those bands, you discover DC and you discover New York, like, you know, everybody's got a different entry point, but green day was a legitimate door into the underground. I feel like. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, you go green day rancid to op Ivy to yes. I don't know, screw 32 and other, other East Bay bands. And yes. Um, and one of my beloved Sam, I am, I, I mean, Sam, I am yeah, sure a, yeah. a fucking you know? staple, man. I love them. Yeah. They were uh, all these bands started coming through Connecticut and, um, you know, there were, there were a handful of, you know, venue, like three to 600 cap venues that yes. these bands would play. And, um, you know, I, I was, as soon as I got my driver's license, I off, I went and I yeah, got, you know, my friends and I would hop in the car and just go wherever, wherever these bands were. Cause Connecticut's really small. So you can be anywhere yeah. in an hour. So, um, what, um, what was the, what was like, what was the first punk, like punk rock or hardcore show that you went to? Oh God. I don't know. Like underground. I can't. Remember yeah. Like one. something can't. like <laughs> you can't think. <laughs> you can't I can't remember. remember. Oh man. Um, <laughs> Yeah, it's it's hard to say, man. I don't I don't remember what what underground stuff I saw first. Um, was there uh, one that popped? Like, is there one that really stands out as like a super memorable show to you? I mean, you've played so many shows, and you know, I mean, it's a it's, it's hard, man. You know, yeah. um, I don't know. There is there was a there was a, a pretty good scene in in New Haven, Connecticut. I don't know mm-hmm. if you've ever been to Connecticut. Um, and there was this place called the tune in there. Um, mm-hmm. it was, uh, this guy owned it and you know, he, he, he had a, a label called elevator music, this guy, Fernando Pinto. And, um, he put out mostly ska bands. Okay. So, so there was a pretty big ska scene, um, which was kind of a natural thing to, to be into thanks to bands like green day and op Ivy. And, yeah. um, you know, so I, I went to some ska shows and, then I, you know, the, the monthly flyer or whatever for the, for the venue, they were also having hardcore shows, but mm-hmm. more, more of that, that Northeast kind of hardcore stuff, like, um, you know, the hate breeds of the world and yes. Yeah. Um, but, but lesser known, um, you know, and, uh, I wasn't really into that kind of stuff. Um, yeah. I, I never really was, uh, it was just kind of, kind of, I don't know what it was. It just didn't, it didn't really speak to me, but, um, uh, but you know, I started just going to shows there regularly and mm-hmm. just getting involved and meeting people. And, um, and that's, that's where I met Eric and Nick. And, um, I actually met Eric in the record store at that venue. Oh, that's great. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, and, and the guy who ran it, he, he had, um, sang in a band, 
um, funny to go back to Hatebreed. Um, uh, the the original singer or the singer for Hatebreed was the original singer for the band, um, this band called Just the Fourteen, and okay. um, and I made friends with the singer for Just the Fourteen. But after gotcha. they were after they were a band, uh, this guy Kyle, and um, <clears throat> he was he was a lot older. Mm-hmm. He's sort of like the the scene godfather in New Haven. And, ah, okay, you know, sure. The, he's yeah. the elder statesman of the, the, the elder punk statesman. scene. Sure, sure. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And um, you know, so he he would like show me different stuff to listen to, and mm-hmm. um, you know, and he introduced me to Eric. He's like, "Hey, you guys would really get along," because Eric was playing in hardcore bands, and gotcha. Um, and uh, I was trying to start a, a band. I had already I already had a band. Um, we weren't very good, but. <laughs> You know, but it was it was fun and yeah, uh, sure. Is this know. like the late nineties? Uh, yeah, late nineties. Yeah, um, yeah. JD became a band in ninety seven. So, um, so it was nineteen ninety seven when I yeah yeah Eric and um, so yeah, and uh, so you know just out of high school and trying to figure figure things out and um, so but I don't I don't remember what my first show was. I wish I I could. It was yeah. Fun. I mean, if it was some kind of crazy bill, I would probably remember it, but it sure, was, it would stick out. Yeah. You know, um, I, I remember going to a, seeing a, a, a crust show in my hometown of Waterbury and, um, uh, seeing this band called mankind with a question okay. mark. Yeah. Um, and they were, they were really cool. Um, and you know, just like seeing the, the, the Liberty spikes pogo around this living room. Oh yeah. I was like, this is fucking awesome. You know? <laughs> and, uh, so you know, just stuff like that. Yeah. But, yeah. <clears throat> the, that, uh, I think there's, a, there's this conception I have, and I would assume a lot of people that don't live there have, when I think of Connecticut, you think of like soup, uh, hate breed has made it. So when you think Connecticut, you think like, Oh, hardcore, you know, like yeah. the, the aggro tough guy thing. And, you know, yes. Like yeah, yeah. nothing against, I have nothing against hate breed or any of those bands. Like, Go be fucking successful. Show people what's happening in the underground. But yeah. um, what else was happening? I mean, like, I I feel like somebody was there. You you could probably point towards like, sure, that's happening. But also, there's all of this cool shit that was also happening in the scene. Like, yeah. who are there bands that you feel are overlooked or forgotten from that era? From sure. Connecticut? Yeah. Um, and give a quick shout out to to Hapri as well. Um, yes. The, uh, much like after I was, I was gone from the scene in, in Connecticut and everything, yeah. uh, Hey breed guitar player, uh, Sean Martin. Um, he actually lived in my hometown of Waterbury, Connecticut. And, uh, okay. he was friends with the guys who <clears throat> I was in my first band with. Okay. And, um, so I would, I would just see him all the time. And he was, he was just like a really nice dude. Um, yeah. he, he looks scary. He's got all these tattoos and like, <laughs> you know, I think he's a tattoo artist now, but. Oh, okay. Um, it works out. <laughs> but he was, he was super sweet to me, you know, yeah. he would just be, cause he saw that I was just like this young kid and like trying to, trying to get into cool stuff. And yeah. Um, and the other guys from my band too, you know, they, they had played in, in punk bands and, yeah. um, they were a little bit older than me they were in their twenties already when I was in high school. And, okay. um, you know, I thought they were like super old and yeah. we all worked at pizza hut together. So, uh, um, Oh no shit. Yeah. My first job was at pizza hut. So, <laughs> <laughs> you know, and, and they worked at a different pizza hut, but my friend was like a delivery driver over there. And that's uh, wild. <laughs> it's a really small world. Right. But yeah. Um, but on overlooked bands, um, yeah, I mean, there was, 
I don't know. There was there was this band called In Vain. Um, mm-hmm. There was this dude Matt Thomas who um, he played in like lots of lots of bands around around the state. Um, well, uh, you know, from the state, but yeah, you know, they played all yeah. over the state. And um, he he In Vain. Um, there's this there's this YouTube channel, uh, Sweet Baby Jeebus or something like that. Okay, that puts out like all the all the stuff from that era. Um, <clears throat> like really hard to find stuff. Um, okay. And like I'm, I, one day I, I just had an inkling to listen to the band Coleman. I'm not sure if you ever heard of Coleman. No. But yeah. They're like, the singer was like, had this voice. was like, it's like fucking weird. Right. But it's, it's like back then I was like, damn, this is weird. Yeah. And you know, and JD was always weird. So I was like, this is cool. I like this. Yeah. Um, so one day I had a, a <clears throat> hankering to listen to this and i was like i wonder if i can find this on on youtube and i and i did and it was on this channel and i was like fuck okay and i start like scrolling through this this person's um channel and i and i find uh the in vain seven inch i was like oh yeah and i went and i and i listened to it. i was like man it's really good yeah um <clears throat> but it's this dude matt thomas um and uh back then people called him egg and okay. I'm not sure why, but I always thought he was really cool. Um, and, uh, he, he did a couple other bands. Um, this one really, really weird band called leaves of Lothlorien. Okay. And, um, I, I couldn't describe it any other way than like elf indie. It's really weird, but it's fucking good. I feel like if I can, can f- envision what you're saying. <laughs> it's really weird, but you, if you can find that, I don't know if I don't know if it's if it's online, but if you can find that, like, dude, holy shit, leaves a yeah. little in. Um, but uh, and then um, so that band Josta fourteen, uh, yes. one of the good, one of the guitar players for that band was also uh, Mick Barr. If you know who Mick Barr is, that name um, sounds familiar. Yeah, so he he did uh, Orthrealm. Um, I can't remember what, what other bands he did. Um, oh, really like he even made, he made up his own language or whatever, but Orthrell uh-huh. and, uh, God, what's, what's the other one? Um, that starts that, with a C that takes so much commitment, dude. Yeah, dude. But <laughs> seriously. Yeah. But there was, there was this stuff kind of stuff around. Um, yeah. <clears throat> excuse me. I gotta, you're good. In my throat today the, from You're the good. smoke yesterday at a play date, but, Ugh. um, but, uh, yeah, it, there wasn't, a there wasn't like a, like a, a scene to hold on to the way there was the, the okay. hardcore scene. Gotcha. Yeah. You know, there was, there was some like crust stuff too. Um, but I, I didn't really find too much of it. Um, yeah. Yeah. But and that's, you know, there, there was stuff it, that actually, that makes sense to me because, uh, because JD is so, distinct like there's this you guys existed in this moment in underground music um like some of the bands we mentioned before like orchid and um uh and i want to say uh was was angel hair around that time maybe they may have predated us for about a year or two okay Um, um i feel like it like and if this is like way off, please correct me. But I like that. I think of bands like that, or even like Swing Kids, and like yeah. it, going into Drum's Dream and Orchid. There's this. It's such a distinct sound because 
it took all of these different pieces that were floating around in punk and hardcore and still made something wholly different. Like, where does that writing come from? How does, what sparks that for the three of you? That's a real kinetic thing you guys created. Well, it's, it's really interesting talking about what you mentioned, like, um, you know, swing kids and yeah. Angel, Angel hair and other, other California bands like Honeywell or Indian yes. summer or, yes. yeah. you know, Indian um, summer. There's another one. Yeah. Yeah, uh, Mohinder. Like there were ton ton of those bands out here, right? But right, we had, we had never heard of them. You didn't know them. Didn't know them because yeah. the internet wasn't what it is, right? Uh-uh. Um, and uh, Porches of the Past, of course, the one that we always we always refer to. Of course, yeah. Um, and I I got lucky enough. The guy Kyle, you know, he 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 ran the record store at that that place, the Tune In, and yeah, got the LP. Said, check this out. I think you'll love it. And. Um, wow. But the other bands, I'd, I had never heard them until JD was a band and we were going, you know, and, and people yeah. were like, oh, you guys remind me of this or, you know, and we'd get mixtapes or seven inches or whatever from people and right. or they would just tell us and we would try to find stuff and, you know, from kids with their distro boxes at shows. and Yes. Yeah. Um, you know, but where did it come from? So, you know, I was, I was playing in this other band and... Um, it was fun, but it wasn't, it wasn't like I was, I started writing lyrics. Um, I just played bass in the other band and, um, and I was like, I, you know, I was having feelings, you know, I was like 16, 17, 18. Of course, of course. I'm having feelings. And, um, so I start writing, you know, really awful stuff, just, (laughs) just trash, you know, but I got my notebook and I'm like, yeah, I, these, these are my feelings. Right. And, yep. um, and I asked the, the band, the first band, um, Hey, do you mind if I, if I try singing? And they're like, yeah, sure. And, um, you know, so I, I'm so nervous and I, and uh-huh. I get up and I, and I start playing and I'm totally fucking up, like, you know, trying to play and sing at the same yeah. time. And, um, which I do, I do to this day, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, you know, um, but they, it's after the first song that we did. Um, I remember them saying, "We can't hear you," which I find hilarious to this day. You know, like you know, because the whole not using a mic thing. But yeah, um, you know, so they're like, "You have to project. You have to project." So um, you know, so so I did. But um, but so I was doing that band, and it just wasn't it wasn't scratching the itch for me. So yeah. Um, so Nick Nick had joined that band as a, as a drummer. Okay. Um, and Nick from JD and, uh, and so we, we just started trying to find someone else to play with us. We tried, started trying to find a guitar player, but that's okay. Then I met Eric at the tune in and, um, and I knew he played drums. So, or well, Kyle's like, yeah, he plays drums, you know? And yeah. Um, so I was like, well, Nick plays guitar too. So, and I asked him, Hey, you want to, you want to come play with my buddy and I? And, um, he's, he's like, yeah, sure. You know? And, uh, and so we got together in, in Nick's mom's basement and, yeah. um, and they knew each other already. They're like, Oh shit. You know, like what, what's yeah. that? And, yeah. Um, cause Connecticut, small, small scene, but, um, yes. so we get in there and I had written a couple songs, um, that I, that I didn't share with the other band. I was like, I'm going to save these songs for, for whatever we do. Mm -hmm. And, uh, they were, they were kind of melodic. Um, 
I don't know. I don't know how to describe them, but, um, Eric did this drum fill in one of the, one of the songs and Nick and I were just like, Oh, it was like this. And we were just like, dude, okay. And we knew right there we had something. And yeah. So from, from that day, like we, we were together all the time. Like, um, you know, I had, I had recently moved to New Haven and, um, I was living with Nick and his girlfriend, this other Mm -hmm. girl and my, my, my old friend from my hometown. Um, and, um, we were, we were just kind of hung out at our apartment and our apartment was kind of like a, like a, you know, everybody hung out there. So we just kind of go in my, in my room and, um, you know, we'd have our guitars and we'd just play and we'd listen Mm -hmm. to music and, um, I don't know, somewhere along the way, like Eric started writing more and more, and then he just kind of took over the writing. Um, and I, I, honestly, I don't know where, where he gets what he gets, but <laughs> everything that even to this day, like, we'll be like, Oh yeah, that has, that has the JD, the JD sound to yes. it. Yeah. Um, and it was like, it's like beautiful and dissonant at the same time. And, um, I don't don't know. He just, he's got something, but and Nick will, Nick writes some of the, some songs here and there. Um, Mm -hmm. like on the last LP, he wrote one of the, one of the songs. Um, okay. But usually what would happen, um, at least back then was, uh, Eric would write a, write a song or a part. Yeah. Um, and they, they would usually be doing this while I was at work and, uh, they would, they would write something and Nick would play drums Eric would play a guitar and, um, and then they would, you know, be waiting for me to get out of work and come home and, you know, I worked at <laughs> like, the other piece in, right. Put the other piece. And I worked in this yeah. crappy, crappy Tex-Mex restaurant and yeah. come home and I'd be like, I got to take a shower first. Right. I worked in the kitchen <laughs> and I'd be there all day. Um, and then I would, and then they'd show me and I'd be like, Oh, okay. <laughs> I <love> so, <laughs> so I would, I would play what Eric wrote. And yeah. Nick would Nick would like do whatever fucked up shit he was going on in his head to it, right? And uh, right, you know. So um, that's that's kind of how how we did it. And it's, uh, that's fascinating. Yeah, <laughs> like it's, I, I it, because it's so you you said like it's a really good description when you say like there's something with Jerome's dream that is like beautiful and also like dissonant. Like there's it's. Like, if you're explaining it to somebody, like, I feel like you can say, like, it is melodic, but it's also, like, uh, it it's constantly, like, you know, taking hard turns. And it, it's just, you ch- you're challenging the audience. You're, you know, you challenge the listener. You don't just, it's not verse, chorus, verse. And, uh, and those those elements that, that end up a part of punk, um, while it's not every band, the bands that do it, they stand out because they didn't go the path. They didn't, you know, you guys weren't taking the trajectory of every other, everybody else. You, you found this, this thing that you all were able, were locked into. It's fascinating that that's how the songs came to be. Yeah. I mean, nothing against any, any band in the way they no. do their, their no. thing, but um, we would have just been bored if we just yes. followed a formula, you know, yep. like we, like, we were constantly, our sound was constantly changing as we went, but it always yeah. had the thing, right? Yes. And, yeah. Um, 
you know, even to, to this day, you know, our, our stuff is, it just sounds a little bit different on each record and, yeah. um, but, but you know, it's distinctly us and, um, agreed. Yeah. We, you know, like there are a lot of bands out there that, that do that. And I always really gravitate towards bands like that, that, that kind of change things up and, um, you know, more recent bands that are like that, like, uh, liars or, Oh, of course. Yeah. yeah. Animal collective. Like they're yeah. always doing something completely different. And, yep. um, so that was, that was something that was really important to us. And, yeah. um, and it's, again, going back to the early part of this conversation is, uh, it's, it's a wholly punk thing to do. Just Absolutely. Like, yes. Just do something a little bit different and, um, and kind of not, not worry about it. So, yes. Yeah. And it, I, I assume like, I mean, everybody's, you know, when, when you come from punk, you're so accustomed to hearing, listening to all different types of punk rock and all of it, like, because it's an all encompassing thing. Um, at the time, like, what, what are you guys listening to? Like what that sound is emerging from somewhere. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, what what do you like? What's coming in? What are you taking in? That's putting that out. Um, so I mean, when we started, you know, yeah. I was, I was getting into like that whole Midwest emo thing. Like, uh, sure. Christy front drive, promise Braid. ring, all that. Yeah. Braid. Yeah. 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 Excuse me. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I went into JD thinking that's what we were going to sound like. Sure. Yeah. Um, of course it didn't even make it out the door. <laughs> no, right? that's that. No, no, you guys couldn't be any different. That was, you know, I was like, this is, this is what my idea, you know, yeah, and, yeah. um, I'm glad we didn't, but, um, uh, you know, Eric, Eric just, he threw his, his stuff onto it and that's, it just became yeah. what it is. But, um, you know, but then, then like I, I mentioned earlier, some, some kids started being like, Oh, you remind us of this. You remind us of that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, one of our early shows we played with, um, with reversal of man and ASUC and we were just like, Oh, okay. Okay. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, you know, like yeah, there was an instant mutual respect between us and yep. universal man. Assock were just kind of, they were on another plane. Oh um, man. Yeah. That's know, a, and, they, uh, and they had, they had some longevity at that point, didn't they? Yeah. yeah they oh, yeah. had they years. Were of... Years. Yeah. They were, they were like elder statesmen, like, Griddle, like Kyle, right? Yeah. yeah. Totally. And, um, <laughs> You know, I remember them staying at our at our our house in Branford. Eric and I lived together at that point, and yeah, um, and just being like, just having this look. You can't see my face; <laughs> it's a little yeah. dark. No, but, but I know the feeling of yeah, like, just like fuck. yeah, yeah. And um, I remember them leaving us money for using water, like taking showers and doing laundry. Oh, and that's stuff. funny. And like, that's oh, so that's sweet. You know, but like, <laughs> yeah, you didn't have to do that. You know, but um. Yeah. And then, uh, you know, so we, we just kind of started playing with bands that were, yeah, you know, when we would travel outside of Connecticut, cause it was nothing like us in Connecticut at all. We had to leave no. the state and, um, and you know, some of, some of the orchid guys were actually from Connecticut, but they were, they were based in Massachusetts. And, uh, yeah. I thought so. I thought those guys were, I thought that was, they were kind of like just North Northeasterners. I, yeah. I was almost certain there was a, a connection to Connecticut there, but I wasn't. Yeah, I mean, sure yeah, I guess the Northeast is, you know, it's we'll smashed together. Right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it is California. So, the Northeast yeah. fits in California, so totally, totally, <laughs> just part of California. But yeah, um, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, um, 
so we met we met orchid uh yeah. in rhode island and um you know i i think i had gotten a seven inch of theirs and um had listened to it and but wasn't really sure what they were all about and right again just like with reversal of man we became fast friends and yeah and they were close by so we were like yeah. yeah let's play let's play shows together and we started doing that a lot and uh you know, we went on tour together a couple of times and put out a record and, um, Eric lived with Will towards the oh, end of okay. our, our first okay. run. Yeah. So, um, you know, it's just kind of, you guys had a bond with them for sure. Yeah. Yeah. But, but answering your question, um, you know, so we, we got into stuff that was, that were our contemporaries and, uh, okay. yep. yep. but then, you know, we, we, went right past that and got into, mm-hmm. got into different stuff. And, um, anybody that, that has listened to me or Eric talk recently, um, they, they'll recognize some of the bands that I would mention like Hurl, um, who were close to, uh, you're in Eastern Ohio. I'm in Northwest Ohio, Toledo area. Oh, okay. So yeah. you're, you're across the state, but, um, yeah. Hurl, they were from Pittsburgh, mm-hmm. um, played Cleveland a lot. Akron. Sure. I, yep. bet, I bet. Yeah. yeah. Um, yep. you know, I got into them. I just saw them by accident and mm-hmm. didn't know who they were, but they blew me away. Um, we were really into garden variety. Um, of, of course that's a, that's another one. I, I always forget to mention them, but they definitely, that's a part of that for sure. Yeah. A lot of, a lot of people wouldn't, wouldn't put it together until I mentioned it and then they would yeah. go and listen and they'd be like, Oh, I could kind of see it. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, we, you know, we got into like, do make say think and yep. just stuff that was completely different. Um, yeah. there was a band from Baltimore that we really loved called oxes. Mm-hmm. Um, and they were really, really weird. Um, and, uh, there's something in the water in Baltimore. Um, it's, that, it's that the home people, of John waters, man. I mean, it's, <laughs> yeah, it's, it makes, it makes people weird in a good it way, does. in a good way. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, so we were, we were really into them. Um, I don't know. Uh, it you guys were you guys are hap- that's happening it it's funny that you mentioned like the midwest emo thing cuz it's happening at the same time so like yep. uh, you know from you know from my perspective of somebody you know who's playing in bands playing you know in, in our versions of that here but also like consuming all of that all at once you had that so there's that that midwest emo the post hardcore thing happening uh the sound that all of you guys are doing and then you also have like, and then running alongside it is botch and Dillinger escape plan yep. and, and all of that stuff. And all of this is converging in at one time. It's a, it was a, that 97 to about Oh, two Oh three is a yep. really, really fascinating it's time insane. for our era of music. It is it was really insane. Cause you know, people, it's, it, it blows my mind. And again, to mention this, like the internet wasn't what it is. Exactly. Now, right. Yes. Yes. People were just like, this was just happening. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, there were the other influences, uh, you know, in media sources where MTV or, um, I mean, radio, I guess, but, yeah. and the internet yeah. was like in its infancy, I guess, like with some news groups and yeah, um, yeah. I think, AOL chat rooms and um, yeah. Yeah. And you could like, like the, all of those little subterranean parts of, of culture, that's the internet is really what like, you know, I, like I specifically remember like 
like punk and emo and hardcore chat rooms. And also like, I would also, uh, cause I'm a big wrestling fan. <laughs> I, you like, that's how you could find like weird shit from Japan and death matches. And like those underground culture, same with underground independent film. It was all the chat rooms were the origins. It wasn't as easy as like, you know, Oh, I'll just look it up right now. You know, yeah. like we didn't yeah. necessarily have, it wasn't that extensive. And there wasn't, there wasn't a lot of access to it either. No, I mean, no. you know, ki- kids, you had to have some money in order yes. to have the computer yeah. or be yep. in college to have a faster connection. Right. Yep. Um, yep. So, you know, like I, I didn't get my first computer until we were in the band. Right. Yeah. Cause yeah. I, I didn't have the money for it. And, yeah. um, you know, so, but I remember being really stoked that I got it. And I used, I used to hate having to share the dial up connection with, with Eric. <laughs> <laughs> the fuck is my turn. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Yeah. But, um, yeah. So there, the, like we, I don't know, like there I bet a lot of people that could have gotten into it didn't didn't get a chance to. I agree. As, as early, agree. yep, because of that access and yeah, you know. So, but but at the same time, it was a really fascinating thing. Um, you know that yeah, those years ninety seven to maybe even like maybe ninety five to about. You could go back to ninety five. I agree. Yeah, and yeah. and going from there to like that, I always say like oh two oh three is where like there's just this huge sweet spot because there's all of like these, these weird pockets of subgenres happening, but also like you, as has always been the case, cities and scenes were still shaping this. Yeah. Like yeah. Boston had that, like, if you think of all those bands that came out of Boston in that period, uh, it's yeah. the same way with like Chicago with the whole, like, like touch and go. And, you know, like it, it, it's fascinating how that still will always shape what the next movement is yeah, in that underground culture and music. Yeah. I mean, after JD, uh, Eric and I, we both moved to New York independent of one another. We, we weren't talking at the time because, um, you know, I I was, I was upset with him, but, uh, but, um, you know, he, he moved there before I did. And then I moved there. I didn't live there very long, but, um, you know, cause I, I, I was doing another band called the wind up bird and, mm-hmm. um, and, uh, but you know, the Joe, the guy I did the band with, he, he lived there, um, in these lofts, anybody that, that lived there at the time in New York knows the McKibben lofts. I think there's okay. still there, but he lived in the McKibben lofts and it was fucking disgusting. <laughs> Um, they lived right above a uh, dump, the dumpster. Yeah. So, like in the summer, all the flies were coming in. Oh, fuck yeah. that! And <laughs> That's so gross, dude. Even even crazier was across the hall from like they had a two level. Yeah. Uh, they were like yeah. just lofts, you know. And um, but across the hall, down in the basement, we built a studio, um, and uh, the Wonder Bird recorded two records in that studio. Um, wow. And, uh, but across the hall, there was a, a, like a club that was a front for a brothel. And I remember like being in, being in the studio one day and I hear this loud banging on the door, uh, like outside, like we built like basically a soundproof room in a room. Okay. And so like on the outside of the studio, like the the metal doors outside, I I just hear bang, 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 bang. I'm like, what the fuck? You know, it's like 10 in the morning and I go out. 
and you know, I'm working on some guitar stuff or whatever. And yeah. I go out and I open the door and there's these two dudes in suits and I'm like, what, like, what are you doing here? You know, like, this is <laughs> like all artists and weirdos that live here. And they're like, do you know anything about what's going on over here across the hall? And I'm like, no, you know? And they're like, well, there's, there's prostitution happening. And, and I'm like, what? And they show me their badges and they were like detectives or whatever. And I was like, dude, I don't like, I don't know. Please I'm, move I'm on. playing music back you here. You know, I'm, I'm, yeah, I, I want nothing to do with you guys. Get, get out of here. Um, you know, but then, then I'm like, okay, well now I understand why there's like yeah. that oons, oons all night. Like, yeah. And, yeah, sure. And why there are tons of cars out on the street and, um, at like three, four five in the morning, just That's like insane. car after car, after car, after car, you know, it was, it was crazy, but, um, yeah. So, but yeah, like this, the scene, right? Like Brooklyn, yeah. like Eric yep. moved to, to New York and I moved there. I only lived there for about 10 or 11 months. And, yeah. um, and then I moved to San Francisco, but, um, but yeah, I mean, it was, it was cool. There were like just shows all the time and, mm-hmm. um, just parties and all that stuff. Right. And, right. You know, and I think that's kind of what like a lot of like it sort of dismantled, that part of, um, that, that world for, for a lot of people was they, they moved to those cities and then they got into like different stuff and, right. um, you know, but I mean, I, I stopped paying attention to that, that world as soon as yeah. she ended and, um, you know, but it's funny when we came back, I had, I was like, this stuff's still going. Like, I had, I had, <laughs> this is cool. People still play like this. This is great. Yeah, so I, I had a bunch of homework to do and learn about a bunch of bands and, um, yeah, you know, so you know, it's uh, it. And, and you touched on something that I do want to hit after this, but like, uh, I like to your point, like when you move away from it, you are moving away from that sound too. Like I, I, uh, interviewed uh, Norman Brannon from Texas is the reason. And he mentioned like when he moved to Chicago, he was immersed in house music right. and was a part of that and was doing it. And it's this complete removal from like that, that hardcore scene in New York. And you, and it's that you're in a different city with a different thing happening. You're going to have a completely different, set of influences on, on what you create. And it, it can be as simple as I don't live there anymore. Yeah. So it doesn't influence that. I'm around these new people and that's the thing we're talking about and thinking about. Yeah. 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 And it's, it's cool because you still have your history and you still bring that with you. Yes. And it will still kind of influence you to a certain degree. Right. Of course. Yeah. So I think that's, that's a beautiful thing about, about cities and scenes is like, when you get people together from different things and places and um, with their ideas and whatever, whatever fucked up yeah. history they have, you know, it's yes. going to, it's going to make something new and hopefully beautiful. And um, so, yeah, that's, that's cool. I like, I like that he, that he got into house music. That's really, yeah. Cool. It, 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 it is a cool, like uh, it's that cool thing of like, there are there are people that are just they're genuine enough like i i think chuck reagan is a great example it does not surprise me that chuck reagan from hot water music that his solo stuff sounds the way it sounds i haven't heard his solo stuff but i it's, i was a big a, fan of hot water music back in the in the new haven sure. tuning days yeah he uh it, it it's a very like it's a very like earnest 
real gritty, like rootsy singer songwriter, like very much like, you know, I, I guess like for lack of a better, like you, when you think of like a Tom Waits or a Steve Earle type, it's sure. that That's exactly but where I went. Yeah. Exactly. So it's exactly what you, it, that is never a surprise to me. Like hearing Chuck in hot water and hearing Chuck Reagan, a solo artist makes total sense. A guy going from like hardcore post hardcore into house music. That's a pretty hard turn. And I would say like, Jerome's dream to the windup bird, like that's a pretty <laughs> interesting trade. Have you you've, have you listened to the windup bird? Yeah, yeah, oh, that's cool. I, cool. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, that's well. I mentioned do make say think before, yeah. and yep. Um, yep. there are a lot of other things that I, I got into. I just got into like drone music and what draws uh, to, what drew you to that? Because I it's something that I have friends that are way into it. For me, I'm like I'm so drawn to melody, like singing that I'm always going to be drawn to that. And drone has this big open spaces that are like, so at times can be punishing. Yeah. You yeah. know, like, it, I like the kinda... punishing stuff. Yeah, yeah sure. Sure. Like um, uh, sun, sun, of like, course. Fuck, yeah. yeah. Oh. I mean, and they made a fucking <laughs> brand out of it, you know, sun and ohm. And yeah. I, I would even kind of earth uh, to a degree, you know, like these, these bands are, how how did you what drew you to that like because drove's dream is is not that mm. you know there's there's a a hyper like there's a, a really strong energy to drove's dream sure. that sure. is not what is in drone <laughs> so yeah. how do you go from there to there um well it's it's actually kind of it was a natural thing for me. I, I yeah. when I was a kid, so I mentioned I, I lived in public housing. Uh, yes. I, I grew up in public housing. I moved there when I was four mm-hmm. um, and lived there with my mom, except for my brief stint in Florida, lived there with my, and, and in foster homes. But, yeah. um, but my mom was there um, until I was 15. Okay. And, um, and then my, my grandmother, died and uh we we bought a condo because my Mm -hmm. grandmother left us her her house and so we sold that and bought a condo but um but there you know there was crime and um i i was actually i was talking to somebody about this the other day and uh i actually walked in on somebody breaking into our house and stealing (sighs) our stuff and you know, cause I had, I had pretty bad asthma when I was a kid and okay. I had left my, my inhaler downstairs and in the middle of the night I, I needed it. And, um, and I went, I went down the stairs and there was just this guy in our house, like middle of the night, like two o'clock in the morning or whatever. And Fuck. I was just like, you know, and, and he was like, of course he was. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and like, what's he going to do? Hurt this little kid? Right. No. I mean, he was there cause he, he, was likely on on you know addicted to some kind of substance and some sort needed, of needed yeah. to get money to pay yes. for it right yep and i i don't hold it against the guy um and uh you know he um he just left and uh wow. you know all of our like our vcr and our tv and our stereo were all unhooked and ready to go he was gonna just take them yep and uh anyway um i i I didn't hear him. And it's because growing up in this, in this, um, in this place, there's a lot of noise all the time. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. so what I did was I, 
at night would sleep with a fan on. And I started doing that when I was like five or six. And I was just like, I I need, like my brain was busy even then. And I, I needed something to just like drown it out. So I, would sleep with a fan as loud as I could get a fan, even yeah. in the winter time, you know, and it's, you know, and, um, even to this day, I, I sleep with a fan on when, yeah. my, when my wife and I were first dating, she's like, do you have to have this on? I was like, I do. I, I, I have to. And, um, you know, uh, like on tour, I have like a little, a little fan app on my phone and I'll just like, yep. Yep. And, um, you know, cause can't bring it a fan on tour but no um, <laughs> although eric does for for drums but uh, well yeah fair that's <laughs> that's a different yeah but that's that like if you if when you do you have any like um window fans or anything like that in your house yes i see your yeah. i see your fan going above yeah, you right I see now the but, ceiling fan behind <laughs> me but yes we have like different. Uh, to to kind of like Cause we have a, like a big, like we have a ranch house, a ranch style house, but they're big open rooms. So like we use fans to circulate the, the air, the sure. air conditioning air through. Um, and like that, but the sound, the, the, the box fan sound that yeah. the were of that. Yeah. Move yeah. around, move around in the room and yeah. listen to it. And excuse me. And it, it will change the pitch. It'll sound different to you in different, different spots. And, okay. um, so there's just this really interesting sound that's always happening. Yeah. Yeah. Like if you, you know, you just like kind of, kind of do that, you know, and it changes and it'll, as you're moving. Yeah, exactly. So, um, you know, and so it was just kind of a natural thing. Like, I was just like, I want music that sounds like this. I want to do this yes. with guitars and yeah. cellos and pianos and, um, it's a you know, living so, thing. It's it uh it, it it is really like it's like an organism. Like it's it it moves and and uh and I think when people think of drone they think of that constant punishing sound but it is like that music sun sun's music is constantly like moving and shaping yeah. and breathing. It's yeah. It's so a fascinating and it's interesting to me that you were drawn to it based on that part of your childhood. Yeah. It's just my, my brain just wants, wants that That's all the so time. Cool. <laughs> I know, yeah. I so like, cool. I, I remember hearing Wendy and Carl for the first time being like, Oh yeah. Yes. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> they, they, they got it, you know? And, um, so, it, you know, I had been searching for that and then I found yeah. it and then I was, yeah. You know, and then, so it just kind of, kind of grew That's cool. out of that. That's but, cool. Um, yeah. I remember Joe and I, we, we, uh, when we started playing together, we, we made this three song or three piece demo. It was like an hour long, but yeah. Um, <laughs> I love that. And it was like, uh, we called the first, the first piece, the death of Bond Scott, because it sounded like freezing to death, you know, and we, we just think of him like in his car vomit, and freezing and yes. dying. And, yes. Yeah. You know, so. Oh, wow. That's intense. I wish um, I still had that, but it, it disappeared. So, so all of that time late, all of that time goes by because JD runs hot and heavy from like 97 to 01, 02, 01. 01. Yeah. We, we split at the very end of 01, like a couple of weeks before 9 11. So, okay. Okay. So then you have all of that time in between you come back, you guys reform. And like, I, like, 
I do love like that. You guys had that three hour long conversation. Like, you know, I, I think that's very cool. Um, yeah. <clears throat> what is like to come back and see what came after you were there. That has to be surreal to see these kids that are like, Oh, these guys are fucking referencing us. Like, yeah, that's gotta yeah. be a surreal feeling. Fucking mind blowing, man. You know, like to us, like back then, uh, you know, like, we would like the shows would be pretty small, you know, like, yeah, sure. From, sure. Like I remember playing in front of like 10 people. Yeah. You know? Yeah. A lot, a lot. Yeah. And they were yeah. super stoked and like, you know, and, and sometimes we'd play in front of, you know, yeah. A hundred people. And we'd be like, this is awesome. You know? Yeah. And cause most shows, they weren't happening in clubs. They were like VFW halls or yeah. living rooms yeah. or basements or whatever. But, um, yeah, it was, it was crazy. I like, there was a, 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 like a covers record that I don't know if you, you knew that existed. I did not know that existed. Somebody like put together, I don't know how to pronounce the, the, the name. I think it's, uh, Zagima or something beach. Um, it's like, it's like there, there's still a label today. I I've never talked to the guy that runs it, but, um, he's like, yeah, I had no idea. I had no idea. I'm going to do a JD covers record. And, um, you know, I listened to it. It's just like, what the fuck? You know, all of these bands playing. It it, like, it touched me completely. Of course. Of course it did. Yeah. Um, like, yeah, I, it's just crazy. Like, I, I don't know here and there. I once uh, every few years, I would just kind of, Google drum stream and see if there's mm-hmm. anything out mm-hmm. there. And, mm-hmm. you know, I'm just curious, but, um, I, yeah, I didn't, I, I didn't expect it, it to be to come back now. Right. And like yeah. in the wake of it, there's all of this, like all of these bands that like look up to you and exist, be, you know, because JD existed. Um, yeah. I, can I pause that for one sec? Yeah. yeah. All, right, sure. all, right, all right. Give me one sec. Yeah. There we go. Um, Yes, I, uh, I, just to be honest, like I have, I drank way too much water and coffee today. <laughs> and, uh. <laughs> and I was like, we're talking and I'm just like, am I a five-year-old? I like go. I have to, pee. I gotta go. Yeah, yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, so what we're, you know, back to what we were talking about, like, it's fucking crazy to me, like seeing and hearing how many newer and younger bands name dropped you guys as an influence. And I'm seeing that as a fan who came from that era for you guys. That has to be the most surreal shit on the planet. Like like, we exist because you guys existed. That's I mean, what do you think of that? What do you think of these bands that, that are so heavily influenced by, by Jerome's dream? What do you like them? Do you? Yeah. I think it's great. You know, I like, we went out on tour for a pretty long time in 2019 and, uh, yeah. you know, we, we played with all these bands. I hadn't heard of any of them, but apparently they're, they're all like the up and comers, the heavy hitters of, of today. And yeah, uh, yeah, I'd say so. You know, um, and it's like, I don't know. It, it's, it, it really warms my heart, mm-hmm. you know, in, in, I'm just like, I mean, there's, there's a reason why we make this music, right? It's like, we're all upset about something, right? It's not like, let's start a band and like, be cool guys, right? No, fuck no. (laughs) Like, let's be, let's show people and let's, 
like just express ourselves and yes. show people it's okay to do that. And, um, you know, the, like, obviously you want it to be fun and sound a certain way, but, right. um, but I don't think anybody's doing it to, to be cool. Everybody's doing it because no. it, it, yeah. it speaks to their soul in some way. And, um, so it really, it, it just made me happy that it was still going. Um, I felt really honored, um, when people would come up and be like, this is like, you know, your lyrics or this song, like really like helped me through these dark times. And I'm just like, man, you know, and it's funny, like, cause we're all just people, right. We've all had our Absolutely. dark times, yes. you know, I've, yeah. Like after, after JD was like a very dark time for me until I met my family, right? Like moving to San Francisco and like that period in between, I don't know, 2002 to, uh, 2014. Yeah. Like just dark for me, like 12 years of my life, you know? And it's very heavy, very heavy, you know? And I, I, treated people poorly and treated myself poorly. And, um, you know, cause there was something missing and it was that it was, it was JD. It was this, some, this thing to ground me and, you know, and my family, my, my wife, um, and then my son after that, like they helped ground me and then JD came and really full yeah. circle, like completed it. But, you know, but I was adrift without it. And so I, I, I get it. And, people, you know, people coming up to me and being like this, you, thank you, you know? And I'm like, yeah. oh, thank you. Thank you for reminding me, you know, why this is important, not just for me, but just for the world, like the world needs this kind of stuff. And, yes. you know, even if it's a small, small group of people that are into it, um, you know, it's, it just means, it means a lot, you know, and I'm glad that people kept plugging away and, um, you know, our, our friend Jack, um, Jack Shirley, he, he's, he kind of filled in some of the gaps and then, um, Sean from Loma, they've, they've filled in some of the gaps for, for us. Um, cause they, they live here. So we're, we, Eric and I, we see them pretty regularly. Um, okay. And, uh, actually, um, Eric and I've started talking about this, not, we haven't mentioned it or said it formally, but, um, but Sean from Loma Prieta is, is, um, playing guitar with us now. Um, so oh. he's, he's going to be our, our second guitar player and, um, hell yeah, yeah that's it's, very it's, cool. It's incredible. Right. But, yeah. um, it's like full circle. Right. But, yeah. um, but he, I mean, he's been in this world longer than any of Absolutely. us. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. He's a kind you know, of a forefather. Yeah. He, I mean, his, his name in my phone is Scrampa <laughs> 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 and somebody else called him that. And I was like, that's pretty That's cool. Pretty I'm close. Gonna, gonna put that in there. And I keep meaning to change it to, to Sean, but, but it just makes me laugh. But, yeah. um, you know, but they, they filled in some of the gaps for us. And, um, you know, like there was apparently there was like a dead, a dead time where nobody was really doing anything. And then, yeah. um, I guess touche Amore started. And so uh, thank you for mentioning that. That is a band. It took me, a long time to get them. And I'm going to name drop him because my friend, John Nix, uh, filmmaker, uh, I was texting with him cause I know he's a fan. And I said, what am I missing? I'm there's a disconnect for me. Fucking help. I want, like, I should love this band. 
and he gave me kind of an order and gave me a breakdown. And I listened to those records and it went, Oh, now I get them. Now I get them. I understand him. I understand uh, the vocalist. I understand his songs. Now I understand his songwriting. I understand. Sure. I have a better understanding of who he is as a person. Mm-hmm. And they, they've carried that torch, I think stronger than anybody like, Definitely. and, and more like this, these bands, JD orchid, the, these bands begat us and why it's important is because you'd mentioned something a few uh, in, in, in the midst of this conversation, you said like that emptiness was derived from what was missing. Creatives are compelled. There, there's a compulsion to, to create. And when your soul feels detached from, creating something you feel empty there's an emptiness in you you may not be empty you may have good things in life um but we all feel a compulsion to like we want to create something there's a part of us that needs to get this out and i i like that you see that as after many years like that there was these gaps my family and jd were things that tethered you to stability in a way i mean i don't like is that a fair assumption or is that a fair way to say it yeah i mean if you if you go back in our history like yeah you know i mentioned being in a, in a foster home or a right. couple foster homes right yeah. and um you know my dad my dad was a junkie uh-huh. um and lived in his car i watched him kick his habit when i was 11, you know, just fucked up shit. Right. And I was carrying that with me. And, um, you know, my mom was bipolar and, um, you know, spent like three years in a massive depression and didn't get out of bed and just cried all day. You know, like that's the stuff that I was seeing. And then, you know, Eric brought his, his stuff with his family and of course, and Nick brought his stuff and, you know, we, and, and even my friends before JD, um, you know, we're all just fucked up, broken, you know, yeah. um, my, my old friend, Keith, his, his mom killed herself and he, he found her, you know, and then, you know, it's just, just really fucked up, fucked up things. And the worst um, parts of humanity, the, the, the things worst. we don't want to ever discuss. Awful, just awful. Yeah. And, um, you know, and nothing against any, any of our parents or anything like they're all, yeah. again, they're all just human, you know, think about all the things with your, with your own kids. Just Absolutely. Like, oh, you know, yeah. I, am, am I becoming my parent, you know, but, yep. um, you know, and like just we, when we found each other, mm-hmm. we quickly just formed this bond that, no one could break. No one could break it. Right. And you needed uh, one another. Yeah. We needed one another. Exactly. Yes. Right. Yes. And I, I get this question a lot. Like, why don't you face the audience? You know, and it's because we are facing each other Yeah. because we are making this thing together. Yes. It's not, we're not performing. We are, we are like just, expressing together this thing that we make together that we need to get out. Mm-hmm. And, um, so 
I, I forget how I got onto this, this, um, but it's, it, it, yes, it's a compulsion. We, we need yeah. it. We need each other. We it's yeah. So, and I, I, I hope that most of the bands that are doing this thing are, are feeling some, Feel the same some similar way, you yeah. know, not everybody, but, but there are, there are these real, real gems out there. I would say most. Yeah. Yeah. So it, that's just, that's what it is for, for me and for us as a band. Um, a, a, addiction and mental illness uh, and, and the state of someone's mental health, like there, they are things that that stuff is so important. It, I connect them to my love of punk and all things punk rock, because there were periods in my life where I was so hopeless and had so little that I cared enough about to even wake up for. But 45 minutes on a stage or seeing a band I love play for 45 minutes, that's going to be a bright spot where in that moment, all there's catharsis here. Yeah. And, and I, uh, what, you know, hearing like th- with the way your childhood was, seeing things that, a, like, you know, as a father, a kid shouldn't have to endure. A child shouldn't have to endure the things you endured. And of course your art, your art reflects that because you guys have done something like it's, there's a rawness that uh, bands like yourselves put out there. Touche Amore is another one where it's, uh, it's all laid out. Here's why this sounds the way it sounds. Here's why this comes out the way it comes out. And then for you to say like you, JD, you guys needed each other. and to face each other on stage like that, like that's a really powerful statement too of like, not like it's not, it's not posturing. This is, this thing is happening because we have each other making this thing together. And I, I I love that. I love that you brought those things up because I'm a big thing on this podcast outside of like the interviews is we talk about mental health stuff a lot. I have, I've struggled with it my entire life. My wife has her own struggles, you know, with the way she grew up and there's nothing more important. The the most important piece in punk rock to me has always been like, how, how do we share our thoughts and feelings together? Yeah. I don't care what it sounds like. How do we do this together? Yeah. And, and to make people feel as welcome as possible to do it, um, you know, and, and then when I think about this a lot too, um, and I've talked about it in, in some previous, um, discussions I've had, um, uh, where sometimes people like a lot of the time when, when I'm, being, I'm like doing a podcast or something. Um, yeah. people will ask me, so why did you guys break up? You know, <laughs> and I'm, I'm like, well, you know, and I gave them a short, the short answer of, yeah. um, you know, there were, there was some toxicity in the scene and, um, that wasn't the only reason, but that's, that was a, a big, a big driver of it. And yeah. we always, we always felt like, oh, I see, I see a little one. Yeah, there. My, yeah she's, <laughs> I, I don't know what she's doing, but she snuck just, in here. Yeah. I saw, her, I saw her coming down the steps and sneaking in. So <laughs> That's good. That's something I would do when I was, when I was, or <laughs> oh, even yeah. now, actually, even now. <laughs> um, but, uh, 
Uh, um, also, you made your presence. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. My my kid would just he wouldn't leave though. He would just stay the whole time. Oh, see, so she's been around it enough where she's yeah. like, yeah, yeah, okay, all right. Yeah, I, okay. They saw me as long as they see that I'm here. Okay, Dad, yeah, you're not that cool. She um, likes to be like when she's she's in a room, she owns it, and she's yeah. now she's becoming aware of that, which is a, a problem. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> sure, sure. Um, what was I? What was I saying? Uh, oh, the toxicity, right? Yeah, so, the, yeah. Giving the short answer yes. to typically, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, like, but there's so much more to it than that. Like, well, yeah, yeah. That's and that, yeah. I, I kind of wanted to touch a little bit deeper on that. And it's uh, yeah. Go ahead. Like we we were you know we always felt like outsiders, right? We'd show sure. up to a show and people would be like, oh, here, here are these weirdos. And yep. they'd kind of bully us a little bit, push us around. And, you know, like, um, like there would be a lack of respect sometimes, you know, like, okay. you know, like, oh, you're going to play first, even if we had done a bunch of touring already. And, yeah, you yeah. know, like stuff like that where, you know, there you have to have a little bit of respect for, for, right. for bands, especially if you're like traveling or you know doing yep. something like that and um you know and then people just like talking and you know just like there'd be some negativity and it, and it really just bothered us like yeah you know it hurt our feelings and we were just like oh like and it really really got to eric and he was just like you know what fuck this and he didn't want to he didn't want to be around it anymore so so we split but going back to it and you know you're talking about like you and your, and your wife and, you know, like talking, just talking about the stuff. And I feel like a lot of those people were having, just having difficulty, Absolutely. you know, and, yep. Yep. and I have thought back on it, you know, and I, I would hold grudges when I was young, and but over the years, I've just learned to just pause and try to see where other people are coming from and mm-hmm. try to put myself in their shoes and, and not hold those grudges anymore and just kind of let it go and let be bygones be bygones. And yeah, you know, like, Oh, you hurt me in this way. And you said this thing or whatever. And, or you behaved in this way. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I just try to try to, now I try to see where people are coming from and imagine what their history is. That's led them to this point and, yeah. and be open and accepting of it even if it's negative energy and just kind of try to try to be positive in that light, Mm -hmm. just like, Hey man, I get it. You're going through something and you may have been going through this your whole life. And, and you're going to put that onto me or onto somebody that I, I see you putting that onto. And I try to just, just let them know that, Hey, it's okay. You know, sometimes they're going to be like, whatever, fuck you, get out of my face or yeah. Yeah. But, true. but sometimes, you know, maybe, maybe that'll hit them a year down the road or five years down the road. They'd be like, man, absolutely. Yeah. That was, that was actually a moment that I had with that person. And, mm-hmm. you know, and so I, that's, that's kind of how I try to carry myself now. And I, I trying to teach my son that and, mm-hmm. You know, like, cause I, I'm guilty of it myself. Never, you know, just being an asshole. I was an asshole in my mid to late twenties and sure. very briefly into my thirties and, mm-hmm. you know, and, um, but it does like how we behave in those moments doesn't define who we are as people. Right. Um, 
and I try to, I just try to remember that all the time. And uh, yeah. So I'm not sure how we got onto this, but no, but I'm, I, glad, this, I'm glad you gave me the the, the ability to talk about it. I, so. I'm glad you did because I I feel like I what I I think what happens differently on our show for you know bands from this era that I have had on and you, people from bands from that era have on have conversations. The difference here is like if it's going to go that way, let's go that way. I like I'd rather this be, and I think it's more important for the people that listen to the music to understand like, cause you're going to get that question every time you have a conversation. Why'd you guys break up? Yeah. There's a lot of factors. There's a lot, a lot like, of factors. Yeah. there's, a, you know, like, well, why did these people get divorced? Because a lot of like, there's a lot of shit. There's a lot of pain and hurt and stuff that you brought into the room. Yeah. that had nothing to do with why you were in the room in the first place. And okay. we all do that everywhere we go. You, you, you work a job and somebody is, there's a, you can be like, oh, there's a, this person's toxic to the work environment. And rather than like being dismissive of that toxicity, I think you brought something up that um, it's interesting that you brought it up because Rob Pennington was on the show once from Endpoint and by the grace of God and Black Cross. And he said, we were, we got on the, the conversation of like the cult of conservatism now, that QAnon thing, which is a really mm. weird, scary thing that I don't think a lot of us really understand. I, I don't get it. Um, and uh, he made a point where normally I think the reaction is fuck them. Fuck you for being that way. Instead of going, instead of looking at it from, I'm, I'm so sad for the thing that they're going through that led to this. Yeah. Well, even, even my own mom is kind of going, she's yeah. like in that, in that place. Like she's, okay. she's a total Trump supporter and okay. Gotcha. You know, we'll, yep. We argue all the time. And she like pokes me. She pokes me. She's like, you're out there in liberal San Francisco. And, and I'm, but, yeah. <laughs> she's like, are you one of those wokes? And I'm just uh, like, Oh mom, sure. you know, but, yeah. but I try to have like constructive um, conversations with her to try yeah. to just to help her understand we're all stuck in our, our echo chambers. Right. And yes. social media, I think has a lot to do with it. And oh, it's the, only made those echo chambers like more, more on lockdown. Like once get you out. get into one, you can't get out of it. I can't agree. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, you know, so yeah, I, I like the cult of conservative, my, my wife and I talk about this all the time and, you know, we're trying to make sure that we raise, a, a, a us too, a, <laughs> a respectful human. Right. And, um, one treats who, people with compassion. Exactly. Yes. And, yeah. um, you know, everybody, everybody. Right. Yes. And, yep. um, and I try, I try to do the same thing. So, yep. Yeah, and, and I'm sorry I, I didn't mean to cut you off. You were no, trying to make a point, and um, but no, I no, you were you were. That's what I wanted. I wanted that. Like I wanted your take on it because I think that it's it is important for us to. It, it, I think these conversations. It's a podcast. You know, it's like you know, there's a million fucking podcasts, but these conversations <laughs> are important. You know, it's important for yeah. people to hear these and know, like, oh, I'm not alone. Yes. I'm not, you know, like this musician that I really care about, they went through the thing, the, a similar thing that I went through. And now like, I feel like a different connection than I already did. And I think that dialogue is, is incredibly important because we're all bringing our own baggage into these places. And how do we, how do we make it work? I mean, you guys are all older now, 
you know, Jerome's dream is still a band is a band again. I should a say band again, band. Yeah, a band yeah. again, <laughs> but you guys are a band again because you went through these ups and downs as humans and f- went through the baggage, <laughs> you know, and, yeah. and now, yeah. you know, you come into it with like, and it has to feel, it has to feel good to like, this has to be a great feeling of where you guys are at now. And it, it feels, it feels great. Yeah. I mean, um, and if, if, uh, if anybody comes running in here, <laughs> I good. just heard them, I just heard All them good. come home. They were like out doing some errands, but they live um, there, man. They, <laughs> they do. I've been invading. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm actually in my, my wife's home office and, oh, okay. Okay. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's, uh, it feels, it feels incredible. It's like uh, Eric lives here in San Francisco. Now we, we wish that Nick were here. Um, cause then, then it would be complete. Yeah. Um, but thankfully Sean is here and he's, he's helping us and we're actually working on new music. Um, and, um, we just recorded a song, um, last month Yeah. for, um, wait, can, can we, can we pause? I'm going to just like close the door. You're so good. You're good. Hold on. Go a second. ahead, man. Yeah. Take, take care of what you got to take care of. You're totally fine. <laughs> Sorry about that. You're good. You're good. Yeah, We're good. Yeah. Um, I can hear him like, ah, no, no, ah. Re- no, real life is, uh, is something that it like, that's kind of the foundation of our podcast is like, yeah, it's no, not I, me I, doing an interview. It's us talking about the shit that our family's going yeah, through. Doing. I, I think it's great. You know, it humanizes people and yes. Um, yeah. But, uh, anyway, so yeah, we, we wish Nick were out here and we, of course, you know, we've got Sean working with us and we just recorded a new song, um, last month that'll be on a, on a comp with, um, I don't know how many bands, a bunch of bands, um, that Jeremy from touche is putting out. Mm -hmm. Um, Oh, that's cool. It's cool. Yeah. Um, I, I, the only band, the only band I can remember that's going to be on there is, is soul glow. Um, Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, so some heavy hitters, some up and comers. um, Yeah. Soul glow is certainly making an impact right now. So yeah. Oh yeah. They're, they're blowing up. Um, and deservedly so they're fantastic. Absolutely. We played, uh, we did a string of shows with them in 2019, them in gouge away. And, uh, it was, there's another band that's really, you know, they're, yeah. they're tapped into something. Um, absolutely. Uh, but, well, I, I wanted to, yeah, I wanted no. to sorry. Um, so yeah, we're working on new music and, um, the, uh, this song that we, that we recorded, it doesn't have a, a name yet and I don't know if it ever will. Um, but, uh, we're talking about like just sad, dark, dark things. And, mm-hmm. um, a couple months ago, uh, and I, I mentioned this in a previous interview, but um, in case anybody didn't catch that one, um, uh, this little kid was on on his way to school. His mom, um, they were driving in the car somewhere in SoCal, uh, like maybe Orange County or something. And, yeah. Um, uh, there was like a somebody cut some. I think they cut her off, and she did a gesture of some sort. Yeah. And they got mad the other car and they kind of go around her, you know, like this. And yeah, they shoot into the car, Jesus shot Christ. the car and it hit the kid. Kids like six, about the same age as my son. And, um, and he died. He died in his mother's arms. Fuck. She didn't even, she didn't know that he had been shot. And he's like, mom, 
<laughs> you know, like it hurts or something, something like that. And Christ pulled over and she's freaking out. Like and the little kid, he, he died. And I, I, even now after I wrote the song, but like, I, I just, I just, I carry that, you know, like, yes. I, Yes. You know, I, I, I talking about mental health. Like I struggle, I struggle a lot with anxiety and, mm -hmm. um, and, uh, like every day, especially this pandemic's really fucked me up, but, um, that, that's the lowest I'd, I, I hit the lowest I'd hit in years. Like yeah. I, like I, I, I'd been, I'd had some ups and downs over the last like 20 years or so, but sure. the pandemic really fucking did a number on you. It did a number on me. It did a number Everybody. on a lot of people. Yeah. Everybody. We were, we were reckoning with things that I don't know that all of us were prepared to reckon with. Yeah. I think if you, if it didn't fuck you up in some way, then I think you might have a There's problem. something already broken. Absolutely, <laughs> yeah. man. I agree yeah. completely. Yeah. But, um, you know, so I, I, now that I'm a parent, I just carry this anxiety for my, yes. for my son with the, with the climate change and yes. um, just how, how shitty people are to one another. And you the know, climate of who we are as a people in general, yeah. you know, it, yeah. it, it like you gauge the temperature of society right now. It's an election doesn't change things. Mm -mm. No, it's not overnight. No. Yeah. no, I don't know. I don't know. I don't, I don't know what to do. I don't then to just treat each other with kindness and respect, Yeah. Yep. but, um, and empathy and, uh, willingness to forgive, you know, but, um, and, uh, and to, and to be forgiven and seek that forgiveness, you know, yes. like to, but, um, but this, you know, this poor kid and he, he just died in his mom's arms and, uh, I hope that he, he felt safer being with her, you know, at least like, yeah, at least my mom is here to hold me and, yep. um, you know, but it, it just, it just breaks my heart for, for that family yes. and, and for the people that just like lost their temper and did something so insane, so awful and that, sick. Yeah. that they can never recover from it. And this family can never recover from it. And this poor little boy had to lose his life just because they were having a moment of impulse and, and anger. Yeah. 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 And we've all had them and, you know, like some people's just turn into that and it, yeah. you know, so, so this new song is, it's, that's, you know, you're going to hear it and at some yeah. point and uh, that's, that's the message that is there. And, um, you know, I don't usually talk about what, what my songs are about, but um but, or my lyrics, I should say. And, yeah. uh, but I just, I don't know. It's, it's just like crushes me, but yeah, we're working on new music and, uh, we're really excited about it. And I'm actually going to go over to the practice space today and help, help Sean clean up some space so that nice. we can move, move some of our, our bigger gear in there. Yeah. Uh, you know, cause we're, we've recently moved into it and our, um, you know, like we, we share it with like six other bands, I think, or something okay. like that. And, yeah. Um, you know, so there's tons of stuff in there and, but like from years of accumulation, so Sean and I are going to go kind of try to clean up some space and, um, so, so we can fit our, our stuff. Right. So, right. You know, I have a storage space that I'm paying like too much money for. And right. So we're like, let's just get our, our shit here and then we can feel whole and complete. So, and, I, and it'll probably lead to like, it's going to make it easier to write too. It's going to help the creative process when you're, yeah. And it, cause it does, it does help. And it, I, I think, uh, 
you know, as we sort of bring this toward the end, the knowing that you guys are writing new music, but also like, I think the reemergence of iodine and what Casey's doing, uh, you guys seemed like a natural, uh, it, it seemed nat when it was announced that you guys, you know, were a part of that. I was like, yeah, this is, this is perfect. This is a perfect connection here between you guys and Casey. And I, I, I are you, I mean, I'm assuming you guys are excited about how all of this is going. Oh, without a doubt. Yeah. I'm, I'm like in my head struggling to think of some joke where I can be like, nah, <laughs> but the dude is so solid. I can't, I yes. can't you yes. know, and, um, yeah, he, he's, he's great. And he's, he's, it's funny. He's like a coach. Um, <laughs> I mean, know, he, like, he's the one that orchestrated this, this yeah, connection exactly. with the two of us. So yeah, he, you know, I've, I've done a few of these over the last few weeks and yeah. Eric has as well. And he's like, all right guys, here's our schedule. And <laughs> I love it. I love it. I, and I'm just like, <laughs> this is what it's like. Like, yeah. is this, you know, I think about, you know, I think about what, uh, what, daughter the daughter's guys go through um especially oh, yes yeah. you know and yeah. he's just like i remember like we we toured europe together for about a month and you know everywhere we'd go he would like have to do his his press stuff and yes yeah you know and i'm just like you know i've got a couple a couple cool people to talk to about about you know my history or what yes. music i'm into and <laughs> you know this dude's like going through it and but um but no casey uh he yeah, he's he's super he's super on it, and we appreciate yep. that, you know, because yep. a lot of the time when you're dealing with punks, it's like they're not they're not on it, right? But no, um, and and that's nothing against them, but <laughs> no, you know, we're all we all take a we all take a little longer than the average person to get our shit together. That's <laughs> that's true. our that's our fate true. as punks. <laughs> I'm still trying to figure out what I'm going to do with my life, right? Yep. You know, and uh, yeah. Um, yeah, Casey, he he's just he's very organized, and you know he he's also very genuine and sweet. And I agree, uh, and he cares about the music. And oh that yeah, is, yes. Well, that's why he does it. That's why yes. he does it. Yeah, I was I was texting with him yesterday um, or two days ago about um, like packing materials for for presents because yeah, I want, I want to be ready because I, I yeah. try to be on top of it. You know, yeah. Um, some people that that ordered some some merch from us recently have been waiting a while, and I uh, like I dropped the ball on them, and um, I've been super busy lately. But sure. um, you know, but I I want to make sure that the LP or the, the presents goes out and it's out in time. So I was, I was yeah. texting, I was like, "What packing materials do you use?" You know, and got back to me just like that, and um, he's like, "Oh, these are these are you know and." Uh, so I, I appreciate that about him. He's just very organized and, yeah, yeah. um, and, oh, but the, but the joke was, he's like, or we were talking about, and I was like, when is it actually gonna come out? He's like, well, it looks like it's going to be early November now. And it was supposed to be like September 30th, but the pressing plants are like, oh, they're all backed up. They're yeah. fucked up because yeah. Yeah. who was pressing records during a pandemic. Right. And, um, <laughs> and he's, he's like, well, it's partly the global supply chain and like, nobody can get the, the the materials to actually make the record raw I'm materials like, oh. and dunnage are the problem. Yep. Yeah. So, um, you know, but he, 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 uh, you know, we were just like, he's like, I guess I chose the wrong time to get back into it. Like, <laughs> I think he chose the best time, honestly. Yeah. I mean, what a breath of fresh air, right? Like yes. bring, bringing these things that need to be 
um, they need to have new life breathed into them. Yes. Um, back. Right. Yes. And, you know, and I, I love how diverse his roster is as well. Um, you know, it's Man. not just, just not just screamo bands, but no, it you know, goes it's, from you guys to, to the garrison re-release garrison, to yep. one line drawing, yep. uh, to, uh, there were wires. Uh, uh yeah, yeah. Uh, who's the other band they've got? I know they got a record coming out of female vocalist. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm blanking on the name. It's got um, some guys from from Further Seems Forever and Shia yeah. Luke. Damn it. Yeah, they're from Florida, right? Yes, they're very good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. And then the 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 band from SoCal that just did a show with Descendants, I guess. And um, I, I I just love how how, how diverse yeah. things are. And, yeah, man. Yeah. Um, he he did a he did like a. a a question thing like who should who should we sign next on his instagram stories and yeah um and i, I replied guar so <laughs> <laughs> like, come on man you know, for the just, moon, like, man. just get the random random <laughs> stuff out there but 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 really it was because like he's just he's putting together a really diverse group i, I i'm really really excited for what he's doing right now like yeah. i i mean and, and i'm gonna i'm gonna get him on here uh, cause I'd already told him, I'd already talked about coming on and I'm going to grill him and, yeah. you know, pump him for as much info on this as possible. But I mean, so, so it sounds like the new stuff is, so we're looking at November, I guess. I don't know exactly. When, but, you know, <laughs> well, we'll, yeah, I mean, we'll, yeah, I mean, we'll be, they'll get to it when they get to it basically yeah, is, the, yeah, is yeah, what, we're, what sure. I'm gathering from the, the correspondence from the pressing plant. But, um, yeah, I guess, I guess November. So are you guys, uh, um, I mean, I can't say post pandemic cause this shit ain't post anything. But I feel like it's going to be five years, man. Pandemic. We're fucking, yeah, we're stuck. With People like, can't get their shit together. No, no. Yeah. Like that, that's a thing. That's the hardest thing for me is like, you see a venue announced, uh, like I'm oh, taking, yeah. I'm taking my son, my son and I are going to see quicksand in October. Tight. Yes, I, I love I'm, dude. I'm really excited. Like, I'm taking my kid to see Bob Mold, Quicksand, Fucked Up, Hot Water Music. Like, I'm so excited awesome. to experience yeah. this with him. But good. Um, the venue that Quicksand's playing at, they announced, you know, a vaccine mandate and all this. And you get those people that comment. And it's like, do you want yep. music back or not? Do you want this back or do you want it? Or you want anything? Do you want anything back? Do you want anything. this? Like we're just stuck with this weird shit forever. If you guys don't, yeah. don't. Li- but I mean, again, this is the polarization that we're all fighting against now, anyway. So yeah, yeah. It's a um, uh, Nine Inch Nails a couple days ago. Yeah, they they canceled all their yep. their dates for the year. And I get and it. Of course, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go read the comments because I just am a glutton for glutton punishment. For punishment. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and uh, you know, I see the little sheep emojis and the clown emojis, and I'm just like, dude, like, yep. no, we are all trying to navigate this in our own way. And yep. I, you know, the, the, the freedom people, like I, I, I get it. You're, you're hearing your, your message and from your source, you're digging in hard yep. and yep. I, I, I get it. You know, I try to be as respectful as possible and just try to try to show them that, you know, maybe that that's, um, it's not helping everybody, uh, nope, but you nope. know, when ideas of individualism versus ideas of collectivism, it's, it's going to, there's going to be conflict there. So. There's nothing more conflicting in America than, than the individual versus the collective. It's yeah. a, it's a really 
uh, it's a really fascinating version of society that capitalism has created. Well, I mean, our entire history, you know, yes. like all yeah. the way, all the way back and from day one. I agree. From, yeah. from day one. And, um, yeah, you know, I studied history in, in college and, uh, so I'm always interested in the stories and, yeah. Um, yeah. you know, it's, uh, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I don't know how, how we're going to do it, but, um, but I think you're, you were going towards your question was going to be, are you guys playing? Oh yeah. I was going to, yeah. I was going to ask like, what is the, uh, uh, this is what I do. Like, this is all these conversations. We just fucking go. Um, sure, sure, sure. What is, um, uh, what, what's the tour schedule? Like, are you guys looking, I mean, I, I'm sure you want to go back on the road to support this. Oh, so I want to, yeah. I'm dying. You have dying. to be itching was, at this point. Yeah. I was texting with, with Eric this morning and I was just like, dude, cause he's in New York. And yeah. last night I was, I was just scrolling through my old tour photos and, mm-hmm. um, I, I, I'm dying, you know, I miss it. Yeah. And, yeah. um, uh, you know, and we, we would be practicing today if he weren't, if he weren't, um, he's on the East coast and, mm-hmm. uh, you know, so, um, I'm going to go drive his car, move his car for him. So he doesn't get a ticket <laughs> and water his plants. Um, and he has, he has like a, a pretty fast car. So I'm going to like, he's like, when he left, he gave me the keys. Like don't Ferris Bueller my car. <laughs> I was just going to say, you're going to Ferris Bueller. It? I gonna... sent him a, I sent him a gif of Ferris Bueller, like them driving the Ferrari. Yeah. And I was like, yeah. I'm gonna go. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I'm too old to drive like that anymore, but oh, yeah. you know, but I, I'm going to take it across the bridge over to Oakland where the practice space is. And, um, you know, but, uh, but as far, yeah, like I, I miss it. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, you know, when we all got vaccinated, we waited until we were all vaccinated and our two weeks had, had passed yep. to get, get in a room together. Yep. Um, I mean, Eric and I, we, we potted together, but, um, as far as Sean went, um, we waited and, uh, but, and I was like, well, all these bands are starting to announce dates. Like, yeah, come on, let's go. Yeah. And Eric and Sean were both like, can we just wait a little? Give it a minute. Yeah. And and I I was chomping at the bit. I was like, let's, we're all, everybody's going to be vaccinated by, by October. So let's book some shows for October. And sure enough, here's, here's as it turns out, (laughs) (laughs) that's not the case. So so they were right. And I hate to give Eric credit, but, um, but they, no, they were, they were right. And, um, I'll give Sean all the credit in the world, but yeah. Good job, Grandpa. Um, but uh, yeah, so we're 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 just kind of in a holding pattern and waiting to see what happens. And sure, you know, I got I got my little guy, and he can't get vaccinated. And yes, um, and same with our daughter. Yeah, yeah, it's, a... it's like every day I bring him to school. I'm like, fuck, is today going to be the day? I got an email yesterday, like, oh, one of our one of our community got COVID, but you're student wasn't directly yep. in contact with them and yep. you know it's 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 coming and i'm worried you know and my son has he has some um he's had some breathing troubles okay in his short life and yep um you know and i i had pretty bad asthma when i was growing up and mm-hmm. so i know what it's like to not be able to breathe and yeah um yeah so hopefully next year um great Good that's what hear, i'm man. guessing i'm yeah. guessing yeah you know, uh, if all goes the way you guys want. Yeah. Yeah. We won't, and we won't do any, any kind of crazy touring like we did in 2019 because yeah. it, it, that was like, an intense tour schedule. You guys had to. It was nuts. Like I yeah. left my, I left my career and now I have, now I'm unemployed and yeah. Unemployment's yeah. about to run out and I'm like, what the fuck am I going to do? Crazy. Um, 
I don't want to go back to my, my career, but, um, yeah, I, I was in education. I was helping students go to college, but, um, I'm, I'm ready to try something new, but, yep. um, I'm waiting for, for the dust to settle with school and let my kid be like mm-hmm. fully, you know, so I don't have to just, cause I've been just running around as, um, dad all year, you know, yes. and, uh, yeah. or year and a half. And, um, but, uh, so we won't, we won't do any like four month long tours like we did in 2019, <laughs> but, um, basically our plan is to like do a week to 10 days here and a week to 10 days there, nice. spread nice. it out over the year and, um, you know, just kind of do fly dates and, um, you know, but we, we're, we're, we're an active band. We want to be yeah, yeah. in it and staying, staying in the mix and, um, you know, but, um, but hopefully, at some point next year, I'm guessing, you know, spring, maybe oh, yeah. summer. So, um, well, if you're anywhere near Cleveland or Detroit, uh, I will be there. So we'll actually get to see each other in person. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, we've definitely, yeah. I mean, we, we played a great show in, um, in Cleveland this in, in 2019. At yeah. When was that? Uh, bowling and uh, played with Mahal's. Oh, sorry, like you paused. And did, yeah, Mahal's. Yeah, yeah the, yeah. the bowling alley. Yes. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yes. that place is awesome. And we played it with played, them. That place we played, rules. I, we played with this band called um, Hiram Maxim, mm-hmm. and they were they were really cool. Yeah, they were like really kind of out there, like yeah. not 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 a typical band for for um, a show we would play. Yeah. So. Um, like just lots of effects and just weird stuff. And, um, so I, I, I was like, yeah, this is, this is, you know, cause I like all the weird shit. So that was like, right. Yeah. Alley. So that was in the, yeah, it was in your wheelhouse. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, we played with a, with a bunch of bands that I thought were, were really great. And, um, so yeah, Cleveland treated us really well. Nice. Um, uh, so, uh, this was, uh, this one really, this was great, dude. I, I'm really excited with the way this conversation went. I think people are going to enjoy it because it's not the typical, you know, what, you know, how did there's a very typical thing that happens when you're going to interview somebody from music or film. And I try not to do that, but there's some of that stuff you just got to cover, but I'm glad that we went all over the place. Um, Yeah, me too. Uh, so if they don't already know, and they're listening to this, uh, where, uh, where can they keep up with you guys online right now? Uh, most, most of the updates happen on Instagram, but also yeah. Facebook, I guess I, I haven't logged into Facebook in like, I don't know, 10 years, but, yeah. um, but Eric does it. He, he runs all our social stuff and, um, and then our website always has information. Um, and we do, we do have s- some merch on there. So if anybody wants to help me yeah. clean out my garage, I've got, I've got a handful of shirts left and, um, but, uh, but those are, those are the three main places. Um, nice. but Insta- Instagram is, is the, the main place where we, uh, where we do our and, communicating and, with folks. And I will, uh, and I'll include that. I'll include, include all that in the, in the bios, the Drove's dream, uh, Instagram, as well as I, uh, as the iodine one. Um, Great. uh, so you guys, everybody keep a lookout for, uh, for, uh, a new record, uh, 
in November, hopefully. We'll see. No, 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 uh, not not a new record. In or, November, no, no, that's presents. I'm sorry. <laughs> that's presents, that's, yeah. That's presents. Next year. Yes. Next year for the new record. Yeah. Next year for the new record, uh, the reissue in November, hopefully. And uh, uh it'll be I mean, it'll be on there and we will certainly be plugging it. Um but Jeff, this was great. I really appreciate you coming on. Um and uh what, I, what I'm gonna do is we'll uh we'll end the recording and I can say a proper goodbye that they don't get to hear. So uh, <laughs> yeah. bye-bye. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, so uh hope you guys enjoyed it. Until next week, uh we'll talk to you guys later. Bye. Yeah, and th- thanks for having me. Of course. Yeah.